eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Swing and a drive. Right field and deep. Back goes Aquino. It's got a chance. Gone. Get out the tape measure. Long gone. Fly the W. Cubs fans, it's time to fly the W with Dustin Rhodes and Paul Crawley Jean. Are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast, it's season number three. It's episode five, Cubs Con 2024 recap. Don't forget to listen, download, review. Most importantly, subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on the socials, Fly W670 on Twitter, Instagram, Fly the W on Facebook. You can email Crowley and I, Fly the W670 at gmail.com. All right, Crowley, 2024 Cubs Con is in the books. I know you and I have talked outside of the podcast. I saw you on uh, Crawley's Cub Kingdom. A lot of good times were had. Oh, yeah. If you can tell by my voice, I'm still recovering. And this is um, uh, this is a couple days later. Um, it was unbelievable. I get into the hotel Thursday night, try to beat the storm, make sure I got some parking to hit the Sheridan. So I'm in the lobby. I'm walking around. And I get to talk to a bunch of Cub fans. Got to hang with former Cubs, John Lieber, Bobby Dernier, Gary Matthews. And for me, Dustin, real treat, Manny Trio. Oh, Manny Trio. Nice. All right. Yeah, he cool. hasn't been to Chicago in a long time, and I do speak Spanish, and so I, I had a blast right. talking to him, and it was a good time. Now, for those that don't know, on Friday morning, it involves a lot of waiting in line, and so you're in registration to get into the ballroom. You're trying to get your tickets, all these stuff, the passes, all that stuff, but then all of a sudden, I get a phone call, and it was my season ticket rep, and he said, Crawley, you've been a good uh, season ticket holder for over 20-some years. We are, we want you to go to the Shota Imanaga press conference. And that was held next door at the Lowe's next to the Sheraton. Okay. And yeah. so there was 25 of us that we went. And so we went there and they kind of gave us the speech, you know, and they said, and, and it was really funny because they said, Crowley, you're not allowed to ask a question. I said, okay. And so, you know, we, we go into the room. And so the, the media is kind of like in the middle of the room, there's a stage and then we're kind of surrounding the whole room in like the horseshoe. And so as we're sitting in there, eventually, you know, the atmosphere is 100% electric. In walks in an interpreter, Shota Imanaga and Jed Hoyer. And so this is the first time, Dustin, I've been watching these for years. I mean, well, not for years since Marquis has been showing them or wherever else they were on before. And... Um, it was uh, really great. And so this is how, you know, Jed is going to sit there and he's going to talk a little bit about um, the, uh, what happened, you know, introducing Saya to Chicago or Shoda, I'm sorry. And so here's what he had to say. Very excited to announce uh, the signing of Shoda Imanaga. Um, he's had a fantastic career in Japan, um, pitching for the Bay Stars and obviously pitching for the national team, you know, starting the championship game last year. Um, I want to thank uh, the Bay Stars. Uh, very much appreciate uh, their help in this process. Uh, we met with them uh, in September. A wonderful front office. I just want to thank them. I want to thank uh, Lou John Nero uh, and Octagon uh, for all their help. Um, but we're very excited uh, to bring Shota on board. Um, he's 
been a great teammate. He's very curious. Uh, his reputation um, of being an exceptionally cerebral pitcher, uh, they call him the, the pitching philosopher, and um, he's very curious. He wants to continue to get better, and uh, that sounds like a perfect match uh, for the Cubs. Uh, I also love the fact that he truly embraces uh, being a Cub, uh, what it means, Wrigley Field. I know he spent a lot of time in Chicago, uh, and this city uh, is very exciting for him. And um, we're very excited to bring him on board. So uh, with that, I will uh, announce Shingo Imanaga as our newest addition. So congratulations. So at that point, uh, they sit there and they put the jersey on. And Jed makes kind of a funny joke, like, I don't want to put the hat on because the hair looks good. But I could see the interpreter telling Shota to put the hat on. So he puts the hat on, right? Well, and typically, Crawley, they don't button it all the way up, too. He buttoned every single button on that jersey. 100%. And so we're sitting there, and we're going right now to, you know, so what ends up happening then, and I heard about this later, is about two hours before the press conference, the interpreter says Shota wants to say a couple things to uh, the, the people before the questions. Is that okay? Sure, okay. No idea what he's going to say. Well, this was Shota Imanaga's first words to the Cub fans. Hey, Chicago. (laughs) What do you say? (laughs) Cubs are going to win today. Nice to meet you. Uh, I'm Shoten Managa. I played Yokohama DNA Bases eight years. I'm very happy to be here and be a Cub. I want to say thank you to entire Cubs organization for having me, and I'm very excited to pitch at Degree Field. I'm looking forward to meeting fans and Teammates, go Cubs, go! Yeah, that whooping and cheering are the season ticket holders. And just in case people are wondering, um, I did talk to the season ticket holder people, and they said that they want to do that more often to bring season ticket holders as a thank you for purchasing tickets to these kind of events. And oh my that's god, cool. you better that's not the right idea, right? That's the right <laughs> idea. Yeah. But, you know, Dustin, a lot of people don't know when I take off this hat and this jersey and I turn into a mild-mannered Paul, um, you know, in my day job, I'm a teacher and I work with kids learning second languages, whether from Ukraine, Russia, Mexico, Japan. I work with kids like that. And I cannot tell you how difficult it is in front of a crowd like that to, to, to speak in a language that you're not comfortable in. Um, the more anxiety you have, the more like intensity, like I said, the room's electric, the harder it is to do. And to see him do that and, and how hilarious, to, you know, the go Cubs go thing. I'm just so telling funny. you, he hooked me. I tell Crowley, I was watching it on marquee. Okay. <laughs> I was texting a little bit with you and he had me. I mean, he absolutely positively had me. That was, that was fantastic. What, how he did that. That was brilliant. Whether that was his idea the interpreter's idea, the Cubs' idea, it was super, super, super well played. And and Tom Ricketts would later say, he's you know, he's only been here a couple hours. He's my new favorite player. And I yes. think a lot of people yes. probably agreed with that. This was a message he had to the fans. And, and the thing about Japanese culture is they are very respectful of the teams that allow them to be posted. So for he had a message for his base stars and a message for Cub fans. Um, a lot of the rest of these clips are in Japanese, so I only just did the interpreter's part, so you didn't have to hear the Japanese and then the English. It's just the English, but this was a message to the fans. This is the only one that has some Japanese in it. And to the Bay Stars fans, even though I am physically far away, I'm going to strive to send some good news from over here. Cubs fans, everyone, the World Series will be successful. And to the Cubs fans, I'm going to do my best to contribute to the Cubs winning the World Series. I look forward to meeting you at Wrigley Field. Boom. That, what else do you need, right? That, that was um, a great, again, another great message from him. Now, as then the reporters get to ask questions. And, of course, number one is always going to be 670 The Score and Odyssey Insider 
Bruce Levine. He's going to ask Shota what he learned about that 45-day window. Again, that it's it's interesting because that was a big talk a lot in CubsCon was trying to make the offseason more fun. And, and Jen Carter, we're going to talk about it next episode, talk about deadlines. Like when you got 45 days to sign a guy, you know, it, it, it speeds it up and makes it more interesting. This is what Shota had to say. So within this 45-day window, um, I learned a lot, not just about baseball, but you know, other changes as well. Um, one of the reasons why I decided on the Cubs is upon meeting uh, Jed Hoyer and Carter Hawkins in the meeting, I felt that you know, their strong words of encouragement really resonated with me, and I showed an endless possibility into the player that I could become. You know, the Cubs, we've talked about this for the most part, have done really good presentations to get people in there, whether we talked about Jamison Tyone in the past, whether we talked about John Lester all those years ago. They seem to be able to sell a player on coming to Chicago. Now, if a guy like, uh, you know, God doesn't want to come here, there's nothing you can do about that, right? When, when we knew the uh, pitcher uh, from the Dodgers, uh, Otani, Shoei Otani. <laughs> He never Holy wanted come to. On. <laughs> Dustin, you really, I slept. Are, you really are tongue-tied. The I frost, slept. the Chicago frost has gotten to your brain. I slept three hours Thursday night, three hours Friday night, three I hours bet. Saturday night. I bet, I bet. So, you're, yeah, you're, brain's you, not you 100% have, you have a lot. You have a lot of fun at that thing. Yes, but what ends up happening is he never wanted to come to Chicago, so the Cubs could pitch him uh, whatever he wants. Not going to matter. But I think when it comes down to it, I think that he does – that the Cubs do have an ability to really pitch it well. So I think that was really good. Now, Dustin, I thought of you when this next question was asked because they talked about Saya and if he had talked to Saya during the process. So I've had a relationship with him since our playing days in NPB. Um, with regards to this process, I did not talk to him before I made the decision, but I reached out after I made the decision, and he was excited and showed happiness as if you know it was happen- happening to say uh, himself um and you know that really excites me and i really look forward to helping the cubs team together i think that that's going to be the biggest thing dustin is the fact that they're going to have each other and that's going to mean a lot in the clubhouse again mm-hmm. when you can't a hundred percent when you can't be your like a lot of those guys in the clubhouse, there's American players that go down to play Latin American ball, whether it's in the Dominican or Venezuela. Obviously, there's a lot of Latin players that come to America and play in the minor leagues. They kind of have a way to try and talk to each other. It may not be 100% perfect, but not. But, but, but for Seiya, you know, you can-ish, but, but not really. But now to have someone that speaks the language that if you're struggling, you're really down, you really want to talk to somebody, maybe you're going through a slump. Maybe you're just not really kind of feeling great. Maybe you're having problems at home. Who knows what it is? But you have someone that you can talk to. And again, even when you're speaking that broken English or broken Spanish, it's not the same as speaking to somebody in your native language and being able to communicate. I think it's going to help both players have a great year. Great point. Very, very solid point there, Carl. Now, the other issue that comes up is pitching on five days rest. This is something Dustin and I talked about. And when you talked about, you know, um, how they handled in Japan, um, as far as the, the ghost fork ball, that guy, they, in Japan, they usually throw every six to seven days. So there is an adjustment and, and there was questions about that. They asked him on pitching on five days rest. It's a novel experience for me. So I want to keep an open mind and seek advice from a lot of people. Luckily, I have the time in spring training. So I like to talk to the managers, the coaching staff, my teammates, and figure out what works for me and just give everything a try and make the adjustment as we go. So Kodai Senga is the one that was with the Mets. And again, they were very careful with how they approached him. And it's kind of just a balance because they probably throw on average 140 to 150 pitches there as opposed to 200 here. Now, not as many, even, you know, American baseball players are throwing 200 innings anymore, but just kind of getting that rest and making the adjustments is going to be a big deal. Um, the other question was brought up about the WBC, and we're going to talk a little bit about this more with uh, Jed and Carter. They had some interesting um, comments about the WBC and why it's so important for American front offices to kind of see how these a how these players react. But there's a lot more details that they get from this. So this is what I'll play for you right here. The experience at the World Baseball Classic uh, made me think that there is 
there's more more to baseball and there's more that I can improve on and gave me that um, experience and also facing the hitters they were, they were players of unimaginable talent over here and it gave me want to apply myself and face them that face the challenge here I, I love the WBC. I didn't think I'd be as big of a fan of it as I as I was, but I think it really made a difference for a lot of players, again, a lot, for a lot of front offices and hopefully making worldwide fans. But I never saw Imanaga pitch until the WBC. Right, right. So it, yeah. it gives you a chance to see that stuff. Right, very cool. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's the Olympics, right? It's, uh, you know, and everybody, you know, world champions, right? And this is more of the real world championship than the World Series is here. Now, the next two clips are probably, I would say, other than the Go Cubs Go, probably the two most important clips to hear. Number one is talking about, someone asked him, did you know anything about the Cubs or what did you learn about the Cubs? And this is what Shota had to say. So I chose uh, number 18 because I was, I, was, I was looking through Chicago and the Cubs history. I saw that it was a number that Ben Zobrist wore um, and he wanted to, he wanted to be kind of the player that he was too, and that is why he chose number eighteen. And you know, if you want to be like a, a Cubs player, I think that the, uh, Ben Zobrist is definitely the guy you want to be like. And 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 Zobrist was asked by the people at Marquee about that, and he and Zobrist said it means a lot. What happened was a couple of days ago, I got a phone call from one of my agents. They're in the same agency, Octagon. And they said, Shota wants us to communicate to you that he wants to choose number 18 and he wanted to know if you were okay with that kind of thing. And I was like, of course, he doesn't get have to get my okay. But then he had some really nice things to say. And I saw what he said at the press conference yesterday. Such an honor. Coming from an honor culture, the Japanese culture. And for him to say that about me, it means even more probably than he went out of his way and said that. It was very kind of him to say that. Yeah, very cool. Yep. Son of respect by both guys. And, uh, Really nice to see that. Now, the next question went to Jed, and it was about what they learned about this process when they got, say, a Suzuki and how it helped when they got um, Imanaga. I think uh, the whole organization uh, has learned a lot um, from having, say, for these two years, you know, what things we can do better. Uh, I think I think Shota really benefits from us having two years of that experience. Um and our hope, you know, has been has has always been that uh, we want to be a destination uh, for for Japanese players. I think we treat them incredibly well. I think we're willing to uh, go above and beyond to make sure the transition um, goes really smoothly. Um, we probably um, made some mistakes along the way and improved some things with uh, Seiya. And like I said, it's nice to have done that. But um, our hope is that you know, become Seiya and Shoda and many more. And uh, because I do feel like there's there's so many great players in the MPB and uh, we want the city of Chicago and Wrigley Field and the Cubs to be a destination. So, you know, that the whole process allowed the Cubs to kind of, they feel that they, this went better because of what they went through with Seiya and learning some of those things. And, you know, if I was a reporter in that room, I guess I would ask, can you specify what things you learned in the process? But as long as it worked, the end results are good. That's all that matters, right? All that matters. Just make it happen. One more question I thought was interesting was about the pitch clock and ball size. Just so people know, the pitch clock, they don't have that in Japan. But if you remember, we had Gaijin Baseball on here. He said that it's not really going to be an issue because Imanaga tends to work relatively quickly. The ball size is different in Japan than it is on an MLB ball. And so this is what Shota had to say. Regarding the pitch clock, um, it's a change, but sometimes um, I think too much on the mound, so maybe having a and having a clock might even help my game. Um, and regarding the ball, I've been practicing with it, and I am not I am not concerned about the ball change. Um, and as with uh, Craig Council, we, we talked in the back room, and I told him that I am going to strive to do my best. So seems to be no problem, but I can, here's what I'm going to tell you. I saw Shoda, he, you know what I mean? Like he came to the press conference and then after the press conference, right around, there's an opening ballroom is that there's, they have what's, they open the ballroom. Everyone runs in and tries to grab their seat. And then they have what's called the blue carpet, which Marquis does. And it's a really cool thing. Shoda was sitting there with his teammates, signing autographs for fans, shaking hands and, you know, it, he was just such a great guy, so friendly with everybody. 
And again, thank you to the Cubs for allowing us to be a part of that. Um, Jed Hoyer came out afterwards and took a picture with all the season ticket holders. And so uh, that's on my Twitter at Crawley's Cubs, but truly a special experience. And the very, I've been to over 20 Cubs cons. I never, that was a great way to kick off my experience. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. It's episode number five of season number three, a Cubs Con 2024 recap. Don't forget to listen, download, subscribe to the Fly the W podcast. Of course, leave us a five-star review. And in this segment, Crawley talks to Cole Wright, Marquee Sports Network host and master of ceremony for Cubs Con player introductions. He talked to us about his impressions of Cubs Con 2024 and what goes on behind the scenes to put this thing on. Joining me now on the Fly the W podcast, you know him on his work from Marquee Network, and he was all over CubsCon this weekend. Welcome to the show, Cole Wright. Crowley, thanks so much, man. I'm doing excellent, man. Glad glad to see you again. Saw you on Friday night. Saw you on Friday night again. Saw you on Saturday. Saw you, yeah, I saw you all weekend long, man. (laughs) It was, you know, for here's the thing, Cole, is that Milwaukee Brewers, they threw in the towel. We're not going to do the fan fest. I was one of those guys wondering like, man, maybe there's just not going to be a lot of people here. And by the time opening ceremony gets there, packed to the gills. Yeah. You notice I made <laughs> I made mention of that too. Right after I brought Craig Council out, was doing the introductions. I said, you know, it's, it's, it's a shame that Milwaukee wasn't able to have their fan fest. Uh, Chicago fans, just a whole bunch better and a whole much more tougher than fans up there in Milwaukee, even though they get a little more snow and it gets a little bit colder, but we're just built a little different. So I, I had to make sure I added that little, that little touch, that little cherry on top right there. But uh, no, it was, it, it was a great weekend, man. I'm sure as, as you know, and as you've seen time and time again, you've been to a whole lot more than I have. So it's, it's, it's it was pretty special. Let's talk about that, Cole. I, I, I kind of remember you there in 2020, which was the last PubsCon before the pandemic. And it was more just like an introduction. Mm-hmm. We're going to have this network called Marquee. And then, uh, you know, I remember like Red Balloons and Crane was up there and you guys were introduced. Um, and that had to have been uh, fun for you guys to kind of get your first taste of what CubsCon was all about. Yeah, it was, that was pretty surreal, but it was, it was a complete different capacity than, than how we've been doing things the last two seasons. I mean, like you said, it's pretty much just introductions. You know, it was, you know, my, myself and Taylor and JD and, and back then it was Len, everyone just getting the rollout. And now it's okay. You know, Marquee Sports Network, we have, you know, a, a, essentially complete control of Cubs convention and we bring it to the fans that aren't able to make it. We bring it to them on TV, which is, I mean, as, as cool as it is to be there, if you can't be there, if you could sit there and watch us, I feel like our energy jumps off the screen. And that's one of the things that I, I, I try to do at least, at least make it, fun for those who aren't there, make it seem as if they are there. And here's another thing, Cole, that's really awesome is that a guy like me, I'm doing a bajillion things. I'm going to sessions. I'm getting autographs. I saw a presentation by my friend, sculptor Lucella about the Sandberg statue. Mm -hmm. So like, for example, I missed the kids only press conference. So guess what? I go home, I pop it on. I can watch it. I can, I can stream it. And that's huge. Um, Another thing that you guys do is, is that, uh, you know, you're, you kind of have like these segues in between the different events where you're talking to players, talking to other marquee talent. And that kind of just, I, I like it. I enjoy it. And they play it on the big screens at Cubs con people at home can watch. And it just, 
the action always keeps rolling. Yeah, I just think there was there was interview after interview, whether it was you know Bobby Dernier or whether it was Glendon Rush or Bruce Levine. You know that was that was just fun all weekend long. And you know, there's you, not only was it just a time filler, there was actually information that was being provided during each and every single interview. And whether it was you know just a, a fun like let's let's get reacquainted with this guy, or it, or it was Bruce stopping by and you know telling us what he thinks about the future of certain players. You know that. That was one of the things that is you, you really can't replicate that. I feel like when it comes to you know regional sports networks, there's a reason why we at Marquee Sports Network won RSN of the year. I mean, there's you know I've seen you know I've lived all over the country and I've I've worked at other RSNs and I've seen the production value and production level of things. And and no disrespect to any other any other RSNs, but you know what we're able to do at Marquee Sports Network, it's a testament to the crew and everybody that's behind the scenes. I mean, it's it's second to none. Now, the thing I like, and they I think the pandemic gave the Cubs uh, and Marquee a chance to reset and say, okay, what's the new vision going to be for CubsCon? And one of the things that you guys added was the blue carpet, which is a lot of fun, and Taylor's doing interviews out there. And then she throws it back to you guys, and you get to do interviews. This is a uh, one of you, Boog, and our 2024 Cubs Hall of Fame class, Kerry yes. Wood and Aramis Ramirez. That has got to be a lot of fun to have all these different guys just kind of coming up. And, and it's it's like a big reunion. Everyone's catching up, seeing how everyone's doing, how things are going. You really got to like those interviews when you get to do them. Absolutely. And you never know when they're coming. Like, you know they're coming, but they're like, okay, if Craig Council's not here, we're going to fill you and Boog are going to talk. And then, and then I'm like, oh, he's right here. Like, he's sitting down. <laughs> Let's go. So it's kind of spur of the moment. We know they're going to come over. We don't know just exactly when. There's always a producer in my ear. Like if you guys have eyes on this person, if you have eyes on that person, like especially when we're doing the interviews going from one panel to another on, on Saturday. But it's it's fun, man. Like and just the way the guys sit down and, and, and how candid they are and how, how loose they are. And I feel like last year compared to this year, Dansby Swanson, he's ready to roll, man. I feel like last year it was kind of a feeling out process. Even when we were at the ballpark, and I, and I feel like that's just human nature. Sometimes if you know if you don't know a person, if you don't fully trust them, then you're not you're not going to give them everything that you want. But now I feel like, you know, Dansby came up, he, he dapped me up and he was having small talk and talking and and I think that, you know, it, he, not to say he wasn't fully invested, but I feel like he knows that okay, that these guys are they're on our side. Like they're they're here to to make us look good and I think he has now he's going to have fun when he comes up with us. And, and that's what we want. We want guys to be able to come come sit on our set and, and let their guard down and not worry about, well, well, what do you think about this? Like, hold on a second. We're, I thought that wasn't even part of it. But no, don't worry about it. You're in a safe spot. You're in a comfortable place, man. Like we're talking baseball. We're talking Chicago Cubs baseball. And like, you know, and I know, man, like I've been a Cubs fan my whole life. So I'm not going to sit there and, and try to like open up a trap door on guys. So it's uh, the whole weekend. I mean, it was fantastic. Just, I mean, from, from Craig council to, to Nico and Dansby to uh, Aramis and Woody to just the whole weekend, man. Like I, I can't say enough about it. So for those who haven't been to a cub con in a few years, again, as I mentioned, you know, it kind of really kicks off five o'clock with the blue carpet. And then at six o'clock, Wayne Messmer does the anthem Tom Ricketts comes out and, and gives his state of the team. Then you got the Hall of Fame announcement, which they, again, just started last year, which was really cool. And then this year was cool. We, again, uh, Carrie and Aramis. But then out you get to come, and your job is to really hype that crowd. And I got some pictures here for those people on the 670 The Score YouTube channel. Are you backstage? Are you getting yourself psyched up to get this going? Uh, I mean, I, I guess I'm just sitting backstage. I mean, I guess I, it's 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 go time or no time. So, I mean, you know, it's <laughs> I mean, last year was the, my first time doing it. And, you know, driving you know to the event, I was thinking to myself, like, geez, I've never I've never done this before. I mean, you, you've I've hosted shows in stadiums in the Mall of America, you know, at, at, at Super Bowls. And you, you've done things like that but you're never the exact center of attention. Like there's an interview going on, there's people all around you, but you're not speaking to those people. You're actually speaking to your the person you're interviewing. So last year was the first year that I was able to do it. And you know, on my ride there, I kind of had to tell myself, I, I guess you, you don't really have a choice. Yeah, you're the one who's gonna do it. So you better go out there and do it to the best of your ability. And that's 
that's kind of how I try to do everything. You know, I try to, you know, you know, be a hundred percent in on everything. So, you know, I, I, I heard the, the phrase once you'll do anything like you do everything. So I try to go out there, whether it's, you know, making lunch for my daughter or, you know, m making sure that, you know, she's doing what she needs to do or whether it's Cubs convention or whether it's a, a regular pre and post game in game 39 of the season. Those, those games are just as important as game 162 or game one to me, Crowley. Now, you know, I, I got to imagine there's always been a part of me that's wondered this is that you're backstage, Tom's doing his thing and the greatest Cubs players, the current Cubs players and the current Cubs players of the future are all back there. You, like you mentioned, you grew up a Cubs fan in case there's anybody that doesn't know that you grew up a Cubs fan. <laughs> and so what is it like seeing the heroes, the legends, the guys that are on the team, the prospects all right there? I mean, that's got to be like a surreal experience. Absolutely. I mean, can you just imagine, like I was talking with Tom right before he went out and the, the video, the sizzle reel plays. And I and like, I, I have goosebumps in my, my head was freshly shaved. And then all that went out of the window because, you know, my, my head just kind of puckered up and a bunch of, you know, little chicken skin hairs came through. And, you know, to be able to sit there and, you know, my, my dad told me one day and he tells me all the time, but he, he, he says every single Cubs game starts and ends with you. Mm -hmm. And when I, when I get to take a step back, like I got some I got chills right now. I mean, to, to think that, you know, a kid that grew up in in Joliet at 1613 Middle Tree Road, listening to Harry Carey and Steve Stone and watching Andre Dawson hit it over a true link fence. You know, to, to, to think that every Cubs game really does start and end with me. I, I do the pregame, I do the postgame. And, you know, there's a lot of fans who they, their, their day starts watching a Cubs game, pregame on, on marquee and, and it ends, win, lose or draw. So I feel like that's a, that's a big responsibility. I, I, I put a lot of stock into that and I, I never take it for granted. Now, you know, there's a lot of people that come out. Like I said, they got, they got the alum, they got the coaches, they got the players. I was kind of listening. I always try to listen to who gets the biggest applause. And I put a couple of guys out here and I don't know, maybe from your perspective, you might know. Uh, Obviously. I, can, can I tell you, can I tell you, I thought got some of the biggest applause. Stroke. Go ahead. Stroke did. A hundred percent. It was an absolute powder keg when that dude came out, man. It, I, I wasn't surprised. But I was surprised that it was of the same ilk as a few others. I mean, it was pretty bananas, man. I love this. And I, I know you interviewed him about it. Here comes Dansby Swanson wearing a cowboy hat. What was mm -hmm. with the cowboy hat? That was that was that he, was a statement, wasn't it? He said that 2024, man, it's a year of confidence. He's feeling confident. That's <laughs> you know, I mean, if that's what if that's what the kids are saying these days, because I guess in, in the grand scheme of things, like I look at Dansby, he's he's a kid compared to us, Growley. You know, I mean, you know, we're we're mid 40s. So, you know, I guess that's what that's what they're doing. He had he had the the 10 gallon hat on, he had the cowboy boots, man. He was he was rolling with it. So, you know, if, if he's confident, back to back gold glove winner, he's he's turning double plays with another gold glove winner. If if confidence up the middle. It's something that uh, that he possesses right now. Then I, I feel just fine about it. Now, and obviously, we know who is going to get some of the biggest applause, and one of them was Craig Council. Mm -hmm. um, not only the fact that we got a new manager who a lot of us know has had a ton of success, but also just the extra added we got him from Milwaukee, which absolutely chips yep. their hide. Um, as, as somebody that, you know, I know, you, like you said, pregame, postgame, and you've watched the Brewers beat the Cubs seemingly, seemingly with less talent, in my opinion. That, I'm just mm -hmm. saying my opinion. After this weekend, what, what did you walk away thinking about Craig Council? I mean, I, I know he's a winner. I mean, if, when you make the postseason more than 50% of your tenure as a skipper of a, of a squad, then you're doing something right. And I, I also came away with the fact that he's got some style. He came with the blazer, with the hoodie underneath. As you know, I am a, I'm a connoisseur of fine hoodies. Shout out to Joe at Real Obvious Shirts for this one. Um, it's and, and he had Boo, Boo gifted him with some some Travis Scott Jordan One lows. So he he had that going on for him. Um, yeah, it's just I, I feel like it's all encompassing. I mean, the guy is he's he's a baseball junkie. I mean, he's a he's a, he's a gamer. He's he just I feel like he's going to be that that kind of skipper that that really embraces the city i mean he, he just he lives right up the street essentially in, in whitefish bay so i mean he, he's well aware 
you know, of what Chicago Cubs baseball actually is. I mean, going to Notre Dame, I mean, I think he kind of played it down a little bit. I asked him how many weekend trips did he make from South Bend to Chicago because it, it seems like a rite of passage for every Notre Dame student that I've, I've ever known or met. Like they, they say, oh, I spent every weekend in Chicago. And maybe it's a little different because he was on the baseball team. And I know sometimes, you know, your free time is a little limited. But I, his familiarity with the city, you know, with the product being, you know, in, in the division for so long, I think it's going to be a perfect fit. And, you know, not to take anything away from David Ross, because I, I love David Ross and, and what he was able to do for the Cubs, especially last year, was remarkable. However, I think that when there's opportunities that arise, I think you have to take advantage of those opportunities and the ability to get one of the best skippers in all of baseball. It was at the Cubs doorstep. And, you know, I think it made it a little bit easier, the fact that he was in Wisconsin, just a, a quick car ride away. You know, everyone's like, well, we never knew anything about this. Well, because you never saw, you know, Jed or Carter or Tom or anybody in an airport, presumably, I would guess that they just jump in their car and head up 94, drive past Great America and be at Craig's doorstep just like that. So I, I think it's a great move for the franchise. And uh, I think there's a lot more moves to come because obviously we know that, you know, opening days over a month away. Now, again, at, at the opening ceremonies, when they're calling the players out, sometimes there's a little lull and then all of a sudden a music comes on and all of a sudden I hear the first couple notes of Guns N' Roses, Welcome to the Jungle and Shota Imanaga comes out. And in this picture, you could even see the players in the background kind of just seeming pumped up. The fans are pumped up. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a guy, I mean, to be honest, Cole, I know, you know, as, as a fan, it's hard because it feels like that these teams, uh, players and agents wait longer and longer to allow their players to sign. And so it used to be like the winter meeting, so much got done that you knew what your team was yeah. when the conventions would hit up. And so it kind of just felt like we were just sitting there and nothing was happening and this week, boom, Imanaga gets signed. The press conference happens on Friday, like a couple hours before the whole opening ceremonies. That had to have been electric to hear the fans' response to Imanaga. Absolutely. And, you know, the, the, the goosebumps started at 2 o'clock when, when Imanaga, when he sat down at the podium. And you were there. You were at the Lowe's. You were across the street, man. You, you, had, your, you had that press, press credential working, and you were front and center. And when he said, hey, Chicago, what do you say? Cubs are going to win today. Like, I had goosebumps all over. And, <laughs> the, and the ballroom wasn't full yet. It was just Boog and I on stage. And that was electric, man. Like I said, as a, as a kid that grew up, you know, cheering and rooting for the Cubs. And I, I got him right now. The fact that, you know, that he took it upon himself to go out there and introduce himself to the Chicago Cubs fan base. It. In our in our language, that's not easy to do. I mean, I I don't know how much Japanese you speak, but mm-hmm. I speak zero, and I think I would be very uncomfortable going out there. I wouldn't want to botch anything, but for him to go out there and do that just shows you what kind of kind of man and a player that that you're getting. And you know, I, I wish I would have known a little bit earlier because word on the street is that he was working out in the Chicago suburbs where my daughter and I work out for her softball. But he was there during the day. I was I get I get there at night. And uh, nobody thought to tell me, even though I'm there every single day. And everybody knows exactly what my line of business is, but nobody told me. They told me after the fact. Like, oh, yeah, he's been here for the last three weeks. Like, <laughs> uh, maybe you could have used some of that information, but it's cool. Either either way, it's, I'm just glad that he's here. I'm glad he's a member of the Chicago Cubs. And I, I can't wait to see what he brings to the rotation. Uh, okay, Absolutely. It's going to be so much fun. And then, you know, when the, when the team is finally done being called up, the 40-man roster, then they go into the Cubs Hall of Famers, and there was a couple guys that couldn't make it. But but to sit there and see, especially Billy Williams, you know, he's now kind oh. of the patriarch of the Cubs. Just to see how good he still looks oh. every time he does that swing of the bat, and you see that sweet swing, that's where I, that's where I kind of almost tear up. And and then I'm sitting there seeing Sutcliffe and Fergie and Billy, and, and now you you added to that mix. Uh, um, you had Kerry Wood and Aramis Ramirez, not with the blue jacket yet, but but not now yet. part of that group. But but that to me is always the special thing to end it on that. And then they always have the tribute video. But you guys at Marquee, like I said, you've changed the Cubs con in a way. Cubs con, Cubs fans don't like change. We're kind of creatures of habit. But what you guys have done to to kind of make it just such an interactive experience. And like I said, I'm I'm running around all day. I can't go to all the sessions if I got to, you know, 
Dansby Swanson autographs, you know, vouchers. I can't be there. Mm -hmm. I don't miss anything because of you guys. You keep things rolling. You keep things informative. You keep things fun. And I appreciate all the work that you and the entire marquee staff, the guys on the camera, the guys behind the scenes that maybe don't get, you know, people don't recognize it. But again, you guys won the Emmy because you're the best at what you do. Hey, thank you very much, Carly. I, I appreciate it. And, and you know, it, I feel like they, Cubs fans don't like change. That's and, and I, like I said, I'm, I'm a Cubs fan myself, as as we spoke on. But I feel like the change that we've been able to bring, you know, not, not only to the broadcast but to Cubs convention, it's a change for the better. I mean, like everything. I mean, in, in what years past were you able to watch the first entire two days of Cubs convention on TV if you were at your phone? If there was a blizzard and if it was negative 35 below oh that was exactly what happened this weekend so i'm sure a lot of people said you know what we're going to put these plans on the back burner we're not going to be able to drive from muscatine iowa or from you know from kokomo indiana we're going to have to stay at home but we have marquee so we can watch this so i feel like you know that's an instrument that's a tool that that helps extend cubs fandom if if that makes any kind of sense but you know like i said and, and being a steward of the game i, I feel like you know, I have a, a very important responsibility to be able to, to provide that energy and that atmosphere for those Cubs fans. And, you know, I, I, I never take it lightly. And Crowley, I want to I give a shout out to you, man, because I, at one point in the weekend, I, I, I continuously got accused by, by a, a certain Cubs fan of being a White Sox fan. Like it, it and it was, it was relentless. And I showed this person a picture of my dad and I when I was in the Sears Tower with the Cubs hat. When I was four years old, that that apparently was photoshopped. That didn't do it. I mean, you see, I'm, I'm, I can go around and show you all the pictures in, in my office. I'm, I I don't have to prove myself to you, but you know, I was I was gracious, and I the, the way I I you know I just pretty much told them, I well, I'm sorry you don't believe me, but Crowley, you went there and you told them. I said, you said, you know what, you need to be respectful. That's enough, and, and I appreciate you for that, man. Uh, like Cole, you've always been so good to us. You've been good to the pod. You've been good to the fans. And I don't think people realize that too, is that like, you know, you are, you, you're in the neighborhood, man. You are always walking around Wrigleyville, man. You are a man of the people. And, and all the years you've been here, you've treated us Cub fans with a hundred percent respect. You never big time anybody. The guy that's on the screen is the guy that you meet on the street. And we appreciate you for that. And I want to thank you for coming on and wish you an excellent season. And I'm hoping to see you in Mesa. Hey, absolutely, brother. Hey, that that fly is that a fly the W a cubby behind you? I have oh, there's mine in the corner. Hold on now. I don't have the lights though. I've got to get the lights hooked up in my man. But we're gonna get you hooked up with Bill Watts fly the W. He'll nice. custom make one for you. But thank you so much, Cole, for jumping on. We appreciate it so much. Carly, anytime, man. Pleasure's mine. You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast, season three, episode five, a Cubs Con 2024 recap. Crowley, great job with that interview with Cole Wright. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review. Don't forget to download and subscribe to the Fly the W podcast. So it was a little shaky, the weather, Crowley, and awfully cold. How did that affect things down there? You would think that, you know, that nobody would show up canceling rooms, canceling. I don't know what they got. All I can tell you is everything to me looked the same. The lines to get into the ballroom, the, you know, just the amount of people. Now, it, it did affect some players, the weather, of course. They shut down O'Hare. Mm -hmm. um, so Sean Dunstan couldn't make it. I know Ryan Sandberg didn't make it, a couple other guys. But in general all the Cubs players really kind of did their best to kind of step up and help with some of the issues. But if you're telling, you know, Milwaukee canceled their fan fest that same weekend, Cub fans were coming come hell or high water and they were rewarded with an absolutely amazing Cubs convention. The opening ceremonies were phenomenal. You heard me talking about that with, um, with Cole Wright. It was just so cool to see, Kerry Wood and Aramis Ramirez and the way that they announced it was a video. And at first it was, it was a kid talking about his dad. Well, that turned out to be Kerry's kid, Justin. And then another kid talking about his dad. And that was Aramis's kid, Aramis Jr. And that's when we kind of know when they started showing the videos and that was awesome. Um, after, so after the opening ceremonies, Ryan Dempster does his variety show. Always a good time with Kerry and Aramis, Jed and Carter, Kerry Matthews, Nico Horner, and I swear to God, these guys are set, you know, together at the hip, sewn together at the hip. Justin Steele and Al Edward Alzali, they are hilarious to close it out. 
Nice. Like I said, you want those two guys, you know, connected at the hip, right? Oh, they, they, they are, they are like besties here, but you know, I get three hours of sleep. I wake up the next day. I'm at the Jed and Carter session. Ian Happ having a bunch of teammates on the pod, compound and then the Craig council session. So we're going to cover the Craig council and the Jed and Carter next time. But there's also sessions with Cubs hitters, pitchers, the 84 team and the 2016 team. Of course, one of the highlights was the kids only press conference. I don't know if you've seen clips of that. Patrick Wisdom was challenged to a push-up contest by a seven-year-old. Um, he lost, supposedly. He's saying, let it go. We got to see dance moves from Advert, PCA, and newcomer Michael Bush. And, man, I can't believe they got him out there that quick. That trade, I think, was on, like, Thursday. And not only that, how easy he just seemed to, like, ease in with his teammates. And he was a hilarious guy. I think, I think Cup fans, obviously, they're going to like him if he can hit. I'm just saying from a personality standpoint – He's a really cool guy. And uh, PCA has got the fro hawk. So he's got his curls, but he's also got shaved sides. So the fro hawk was, was really cool. So the sessions were really fun. And so, like I said, we'll cover a little bit more of that next time. Autograph sessions, surprisingly smooth. We weren't sure how that was going to be because they had a new system, no scratch off, no pull tabs. It seemed to run smoothly. I, I was spending a lot of time in sessions. I didn't need as many autographs. I got some. Um, I got some Miggy Montero because Miggy's my guy. I got a couple other guys that um, I got Justin Steele. Um, trying to think who else, you know, but it, it was really cool. I sang some Harry Karaoke, part of the reason my voice is not doing so great, but that was fun to see Danny Rocket, Miguel Esparza, Bleacher Jeff. A lot of these guys have been on our show. We all got to do a song. I did Jailhouse Rock by Elvis, tried to bring the house down. Um, special shout out to Homewood Bats. Uh, they they invited us to meet and greet with Patrick Wisdom, Mike Talkman, and Miguel Amaya. Um, they were there in the Lowe's Hotel doing that. It was kind of a separate event, not affiliated with the Cubs. Super cool. Now, Dustin, when when you talk about the biggest takeaways from the weekend, if you said Crawley, what are you walking away with when it comes down to what you took away with? Number one, the most popular guy was not even there. <laughs> okay yeah. um when we went to opening ceremonies wayne does the star spangled banner tom gives out tom comes out and he gives out the state of the union of the cubs fans are chanting cody cody that's how it starts and it doesn't end hoyer and hawkins do their session yep, with a lot Frank. of questions i watched that on marquee lots of questions about everything's cody about Bellinger. Um, when, when they even asked Craig council who has nothing to do with anything, all the teammates were asked about it. So Cody Bellinger was clearly on everybody's mind. And if you heard Dansby Swanson, um, this was during the hitters segment. He said before the season starts, let's get Cody, you know, that that's your top paid player right there. Right. Talks Send about it. how he was buzzing. He's buzzing, uh, Carter and Jed's uh, cell phones with updates and wants, you know, he's got thoughts and he's, he wants to be in, uh, in the loop. Absolutely. And to that, Dustin, um, Jed Hoyer and Hawkins talked a lot about, you know, what they have planned, but the one quote that got me was, was when Jed said, we're in the fifth inning of our off season, fifth inning. They're telling us they're not done. No, they can't be done. So that's good. So now you they know, gotta, now they got to finish. Now they got to close, right? Now they got to get the ball to uh, Albert Alzale and have and close this couple of these deals, right? And and they, and again, they will talk about bullpen depth and some of the things that happened in the offseason that hurt them. Um, Christopher Morell was a big name. That was actually my question to Jen Carter about what they're going to do, um, and and what the, you know we've heard his name in trade rumors all offseason, Dustin. Right, it's been nonstop. And the question, oh, you know, we, there was a big story about him playing first in the Dominican League. What are they going to do? And so um, Carter really was interesting. I, I really was super interested in Carter Hawkins, very intelligent guy. Like I said, talk about it more in the next podcast, but I just want to bring this up. He compared him to Jose Ramirez of the Guardians. And he said, look, Jose came up as a, as a, as a shortstop. We had a guy named Francisco Lindor there, so he wasn't playing shortstop. He said, we had to try to find a place, and eventually we did. We're not going to get it right the first time, um, but we're going to try to do our best. So that's where we are with that. Craig Council. I, I didn't know a lot about Craig Council, and I think, Dustin, you always kind of thought he came off as a little bit, uh, smug, I don't know. Smug, smug, bitter beer face. 
this was really a cool Not chance very for me. social. Yeah. This was a cool chance for me to really listen to him and hear him in a relaxed setting, a fun setting. And, you know, obviously the weather made it tough for you to get there, but I think you would have walked away with a different impression. I don't know if you got that from watching Marquis. Yep. Um, but he seems yep. like a re really bright guy. He seems like a very friendly guy. Um, and, I, and I think that he's going to be really good for young players. Yeah, I've definitely come around on him for sure. I guess the last thing that I would probably say um, is that kind of like, you know, perked my head was no discussion with Justin Steele about a long-term deal. They decided to settle on the arbitration number and be done. They never talked about extending him to a longer term. You can buy out his last arbitration year. And, you know, that's, you know, something that they do a lot with players. They did not do that with Justin Steele. So clearly this is going to be a very big season for Justin Steele, a very important one. And so hopefully he'll continue with this success. He just got married. Everyone gave him a hard time about it. Hey, he looked nice and cleaned up. He said, that's what happens when you get married. So um, absolutely fun talking to Justin. I talked to Dustin to a lot of people. I talked to players. I talked to coaches, front office people. And I also talked to a lot of the fans that came up. And, and I wanted to let you hear this, Dustin, to talk about how much they loved the Fly the W podcast. Keep doing what we're doing. And it was, you know, sometimes we, we put a lot into this. And, and, you know, we hope people enjoy it. We hope people have a good time with it because we have a good time doing it. Um, but to get that kind of feedback from the fans and, and, and CubsCon has the best fans really meant a lot to me. So I really appreciate all those fans that came up and talked about you, me, and the podcast. Very cool. Thanks for doing that, Crowley. Couldn't be out there. But uh, we'll uh, keep in touch with all the fans, obviously, through this podcast. That's a wrap. Don't forget to listen, download, review. Most importantly, subscribe to the Fly the W podcast. Follow on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram. Of course, we're on Twitter. You can email Crowley and I, fly the w 670 gmail.com and you can watch us on youtube by subscribing to the 670 the score youtube channel crowley get that uh voice uh relaxed and uh good luck getting back to school maybe on wednesday and uh, we will get another one of these cranked out for everybody before the end of the week absolutely thank you again cub fans thank you again cubs it was a difficult difficult thing to pull off and the cubs organization pulled off a miracle congratulations to them i'm proud to be a cub fan Go Cubs! It's all over.